Welcome to The Shed, everybody. This is episode 67 as we continue our afternoon conversation in the late, late summer in the shed. There's been an explosion of some kind of moth in the lower mainland. We don't know what it is. You guys figure it out. If you see it in the media someplace, let us know. We're trying not to inhale those and we're trying not to let Becky let them in the shed. I mean... (laughs) I don't know what we hired her for exactly, but if keeping moths out of here wasn't one of the things, I don't know what is. Anyway, welcome back. We're all set to have as much fun as usual, and uh, here we go. (laughs) I wondered if you guys have noticed, this may be temporal, so we may have to cut this, but there's been just an avalanche of some kind of moth lately in North Vancouver. Gray moth. I wondered if it was a gypsy moth. When I look at the gypsy moth images online, they seem to look all kinds of different ways. Like I got a picture here that I of images of gypsy moth, and they really there's a lot of different looks. If those are all the same moth, it has a lot of different looks. Anyway, there's just zillions of them up there, and I put it up on Instagram, and I got told by Sharon of hiking, Sharon of North Vancouver, that's not a gypsy moth, so she may know, but. Do you guys know anything about Didn't any Didn't you that? talk about this with the moths on the Volkswagens? Yeah. Did I already talk about this? I thought you did. I well, you s- sent, I sent us you guys pictures the of video. Them. Oh, yeah. oh. But I didn't talk about it on here. So yesterday in uh, the main floor suite, I look up and there's a moth on the ceiling. And Lucy was visiting and talking to me. And I said, should I just leave that there? I kind of like moths. And she says, no. Ooh, it's a moth. And I'm thinking... Well, what's wrong with moths? Oh, they're, they're, uh, she says they're creepy and they do that kind of flutter stuff. And they're, have you noticed that they're everywhere? Mm. Like she actually, I said, no, I haven't really. But she was, she thinks there's way more moths than usual. So just. Well, for sure, North End, in the last two weeks, there's been some kind of bloom. Like the trees that surround that lot. If you go shake it, you could have a fun Instagram video. It just it looks like a snowstorm. I crushed a gray moth inside, just inside the door that came in, and I thought nothing of it. But now that you're mentioning it, I'm, I'm, I think I've seen more moths. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys may recall, over the last number of years, there's been controversy off and on regarding spraying in Surrey, aerial spraying for gypsy moth. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering if we're not going to be seeing aerial spraying in North Vancouver because, boy, those things are just... Like, and it's not the moth that's the problem. It's the caterpillar that precedes the moth, the worm. Mm. The worms just eat everything. Is it because of a cooler summer, maybe? I don't know. They're an Mm. invasive species, though, which means that nobody's eaten those worms. Oh, I get it. No local bird has the job of eating those worms, so they just eat everything. They're... They, they're a this is problem. this is gypsy moth you're talking. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So if they are gypsy moth, and I don't know what else they'd be. Maybe they're just <laughs> moth moths. I don't know. But if they're moth moths, what I wonder then is how have I not noticed this? Well, before? you know that they do that cycle thing, though. Well, some do tent caterpillars, whatever yeah. they turn into, which are butterflies yeah. of some. Those sort. ones in Rossland were every seven years, yeah. but these ones could be every thirty years. For yeah, all you're you right. Know, they, right. They maybe that's mm. why I haven't noticed. It's just yeah. I haven't been here for the cycle yet i don't know but really very noticeable subject so good one good one that's all my uh crap (laughs) now boys 
I don't know if this is a thing we want to talk about. It just occurred to me the other day, the worst dream you ever had mm-hmm. that you can think of, or the worst variety of dreams. Like, people have anxiety dreams. They have dreams where they're flying, you know, flying dreams, these kind of genres of dreams. Yes. They're supposed to represent something about your emotional state. Mm-hmm. And within the genres, there's there can be particularly effective ones. Like, if you're having an anxiety dream... There are flavors of anxiety dream that are more tolerable and less tolerable to you, depending on who you are and what your experience. So I just wondered if you wanted to share or if you have, if you can remember the single worst either kind of dream that you have had or continue to have or the single worst one that you ever had. Just wondered. I just remember one when I was fairly little. I got to think I'm 10 years old or less and I'm dreaming that we're camping and I think it's just... It's me and my older brother. We're out. We're to, there's a tent. It's nighttime. There's some kind of light on the tent. And we're away from the tent, and we see a wolf or realize there's a wolf chasing us. And we run back to the tent, and he runs in the tent, and I climb on top of the tent. I sit at the peak of the tent. Like it's a little house kind of kind of looking tent, and I sat up on top, and the wolf went right inside the tent. And then, and is that a repetitive one or just no? A, it a happened one time, but it scared wow. the shit out of me. And I don't, uh, I don't know if that's what I like. What does the dream mean? Did I want the wolf to go inside the tent? Did I know that it, w- it would be safe on the roof? I like, I don't like. You know, I can imagine back then. If I'm 10, he's 12, or if you know, I'm 8, he's 10, and he probably was beating the shit out of me all the time. <laughs> or not not, uh, not literally, but I'm sure there was... But you were hoping that... The but he was probably lording his, his firstbornness all over me, and maybe that was a secret desire. Get Make the wolf eat him. Right. I'll be good. Or there's... Well, I mean, you can start making stuff up, right? Like, exactly. Do I have a place in this family or not? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Who knows? But that's a, uh, as far as nightmares. I don't. I have a ton of, um, if they're called anxiety dreams, where I can't find the script. All of a sudden, I have to go on, and I know the show. I've done the show before, so it's not that's not going to be a problem. But I'll be really way better if I just have a script and I spend all this time, and it's getting closer and closer to curtain, and and but but and it. I've had yeah. a variety of those. Those yeah. are those are fairly common in actors, actually. I think. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that before in here. Yeah, yeah, and that's easily imaginable. Uh, that would be anxiety-producing. And do you ever end up going out there? No. It always ends before that happens. Either I make it end, or somehow, yeah. or sometimes it just keeps going on, yeah. right? And 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 oh, the play has started, but you're not on for a couple scenes. Yeah, you get so then it, you know the panic is building, and building, and you still can't find it. <laughs> but somebody might come off. They they got it. Their line ends. They're going to come off. Uh, I'll go over to the right. I can't get over to the right without being seen. I got to do it really quietly. I have to and. Just build. I, I think there might have been a couple where you actually get the script, but then you can't find the scene. <laughs> you're, then you're starting to look through, and of course you can't you can't read anything probably. But I'm I'm sure it's in here someplace. I just can't find it. <laughs> Sue has a recurring dream that I think is just a tiny bit based in reality. And what happens is in the dream is I go out and I find us a house, and I'm really <laughs> excited and I buy it. 
then I come home all happy about the house. And there's always one thing about the house oh. that's just amazing. Yeah. And maybe a bunch of other stuff that's just not good at just all, right? Wrong, yeah. Like heavy traffic or something, right? <laughs> but I'm all excited because it's got this great skylight, you know? <laughs> Alligators in the basement, but great skylight. So that's kind of a fun one that, you know, she'll bring it to the dinner table and we're just laughing because it's <laughs> like, no, would I ever actually do that? No. But are there things that I might buy without kind of just clearing say, it first that, that are really stupid to buy? No, but I want to talk to you about this new Mac that I just bought. Yeah, yeah, like something like that. And you right? said it's recurring with her? Yeah, oh yeah, she's had it many, you know, like she hasn't had it for quite a while. Maybe she had it once again a week or two about it. But. And is it always a house? It's You've a, done house, a house, yeah. <laughs> Some and they're, they're not always the same house, but they're <laughs> they're stupid houses. Like they're things that really, it's not good. The whole, our whole lives could be spiraling down, you know, because maybe I even pulled out a new mortgage for all I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. It's fun that she tells you too. I think that's really good. Oh, yeah. It's not fun that she has to endure that level of anxiety because of her concern that you just might go out and just go off half cocked on some giant investment so i often fall asleep with my earbuds in listening to a podcast and i set it to turn itself off after 30 minutes or 40 minutes depending on how tired i am i just want to make sure it doesn't play through the night every once in a while i forget to do that so now you got a podcast playing through the night and i have this ridiculous dream where interesting people are having a conversation and I'm joining in, right? And damned if every time I want to say something, they just talk right over me. Oh, man. And like, so I'll change my tactic. I'll get in there quicker. I'll find a little a little gap and I'm in there. <laughs> Fuckers just keep talking, right? <laughs> well, okay, I talk louder. Well, I'm, I'm more like maybe I'm my voice isn't up enough. They just keep talking. Oh, it's just so frustrating. And then I wake up and I realize that these, it's a <laughs> no podcast. Wow. And that's happened like four times. Wow. So you're trying to engage. Jeez, you must, your and I'm, quality of your sleep must be bad because you're half awake. Oh, well, if that, yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, yeah. Uh, it, it's one of those ones where, you know how sometimes if you wake up from a dream that's bad, It'll stay bad for 10 minutes or so. You're awake and you'll feel bad. It'll yeah. take, but these ones are just instant. I go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you vocalize in your sleep? No, I'm not. I I'm, said. Yeah, I'm not. That's funny that they're allowed, but in my, I just do it in my mind only because I'm sleeping, right? God. My, the worst, I've only had about this about three times and it's an anxiety dream of some sort and uh, do me a favor if you're listening to this and do not write in and tell me what it means because I don't want to know. But I have this dream occasionally <laughs> that I've killed someone <gasps> and I've buried them somewhere. <gasps> and I never in the dream, the act of doing it is never in the dream, uh, nor the act of burying, but the knowledge that I have done it is what the dream is all about. And it's just awful. It's just awful. And who you is just, it? I, it's nobody ever. It's just somebody. It's, you know, it's just you know that you've killed someone and that they're buried. So in other words, you've done something horrible and it's a giant secret. And the anxiety is around keeping the secret and how bad you feel about that thing. And half, you know, so that's one of those ones you wake up, you do feel bad, 
Because A, it takes you a while to be sure that, no, that was just a dream for sure. No, I'm, let me think, have I had any blackouts that I'm aware of? Has there been any <laughs> gaps? Because that was pretty bad. And then after that, you get to feel really bad about what the hell is going on. What is it that you're hiding from yourself or the world or that you have stamped down and suffocated and destroyed that you've, you know, like what? It causes a dream. Terrible, terrible, terrible dream. So the good news is you guys should know that no matter how badly you continue to disrespect me in here, it's unlikely that I'll ever actually kill you because I already know that I'll feel really super bad about it after. (laughs) I don't want that. It's not that I don't want to kill you. It's that I'll feel bad about it after. That's what saves you from being a sociopath uh, yeah. or, or a psychopath, either one. The whatever path. So now, yeah. are, these, are these dreams always the same? Yeah, I've only ever had about three of that. Is there anybody else like who... No, there's to... never anybody familiar in my life in them at all. Oh. I'm living in a different strange mm-hmm. place with mm-hmm. strange people. Uh, and they don't strike me as strange in the dream, right? Of course, because it's yeah. a dream, but... When I reflect on them, I, none of it is recognizable as any mm. connection to my I reality. Mean, yeah. But just a horrible feeling, though. Wow. We, if that's the way actual people that murdered somebody feel, then I just think, oh, geez, that would be horrible to to feel like. I don't know if they do or not, but it's a that's a really bad feeling. You know, I've done something that heinous, and I'm keeping it a secret, and it feels like it's about to be found out, and people are gonna. Oh, I think we should encourage the listeners to put No, I don't think we should. So, yeah. I don't want to know. You know, like, what? oh, God, I really don't want to know. Anyway, that's the worst one ever. I once dreamt that I saw my brother, Tim, in ghost form outside my window. When I was a kid in Rossland, I was probably oh, eight years old or so, and it was, there was a snowstorm outside, and the outside spotlight was on, so it's lighting up the snow as it's coming down. I woke up half awake. And his face was looking in at me from outside, and it was a ghost, a white face, you know, just the face looking in through the window from outside. And this was crap. a dream, or this was actually you actually woke up in I, a fog? I woke up somewhere right in there. Like I don't know whether I was awake when I saw it, or I, was, oh. I just don't know what. But it freaked me completely out, and I know it freaked me out because somebody turned the light on, probably Tim, because we used to share a room. In that same room, there was a pile of clothing and a chair, and I woke up. I was so little, in fact, that I was still in a crib, and I remember this. Um, I thought this pile of clothes was a big rat with big spiky teeth, and I just (laughs) screamed. And again, someone turned the light on, and I instantly saw that it was just clothes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, a memory being in a crib is pretty incredible. It was climbing up the side, that's why. It was climbing up the side. Wow, that's got to be your first memory, I I don't know, it's probably manufactured at this point for sure, but that's big rat with spiky teeth. You guys, were you afraid of the dark when you were young? Um, Yeah, I'd say I was probably. I was, like if I had to go down into a dark basement or something, I was just like, oh. You know, like maybe the light switch is at the bottom (laughs) or something, so you can't turn it on until you get there. Oh, I, I actually retain that right into my 20s sometimes. I still don't like going into a dark place. I don't care for it yeah, much. I'm all right about that. But I, I think I watched the Hitchcock's The Unlocked Window way too early. <laughs> and that, I don't know that it gave me nightmares. I, I bet it probably did. I don't remember them 
particularly, but I was scared after that movie, especially about basements and dark basements. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if there was an unlocked window. Ooh. <laughs> well, I can remember, too, uh, wasn't a dream. The very first, one of the very first times I ever saw Wizard of Oz, black and white, burst into tears when those owls with the light-up eyes... You know, they're approaching the witch's castle or whatever, and oh, yeah. there's owls sitting in a tree, and they go, whoo, whoo, and their eyes light up. When you see it now, it's so fakey. It's just so clearly obvious. Those are not real, and they have light bulbs where their eyes are supposed to be. But I can remember bursting into tears, and I, had to, I didn't get to watch the rest. I was too freaked out wow. to be allowed to watch that. There was a chance of... Um Thunder showers, thunder claps today. Supposed well, that, to be. That's where it was. That would have, it would have come in that little. Deluge. Yeah, that rainstorm sounded severe enough for that. It was pretty big. Yeah, I had the uh, recurring nightmares from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I don't recall being terrified of the show, but I certainly had the witch chasing me in the sky, and then I fell. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was kind of the same thing over and over, and it was always always be scary. And then I had those ones I mentioned earlier on the podcast about that monster record, the Stravinsky one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had those. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of them, but uh, those ones, remember that. That's all I had for that. Anybody? Anybody? That was good. I mean, I had, I added it to the list. I could go into a little bit more detail about my inventory system, or I don't know if that would be yeah, particularly well, boring. You know, I think Jesse in particular would like to hear this. And I think we owe him a favor since he was an early responder on 62, you know, yeah. published one day, responds the same day pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't recall him actually asking, hey, can I learn more about this? <laughs> I, I think it was more like he's not going to do it. I, I don't think, I don't see him establishing some kind of inventory No, I system. think it was uh, more like a br- shot at you more than anything. Bring me back on this one, gentlemen. Yeah, so I have like, uh, I think we all have problems finding things from time to time. Uh, I think I might be worse than average on that. I'm not sure, but any time that I have a, uh, I would have a project around the house that needs getting done. I would kind of not look forward to it because I knew that 90% of the time would be involved, would be in finding stuff, tools, materials, whatever is needed to get the job done. So I can't remember what triggered it. I mean, I was still working, so it's not like I had voluminous time. But one day I said, that's it. I'm getting, I'm getting organized. And it was mostly the garage, which involved tools, materials, stuff. Like, it's all out in the garage. So I just measured all the shelves, and uh, I bought a bunch of bins that fit the shelves perfectly. And I labeled each bin. These, most of the bins are like a foot and a half high couple feet back foot and a half wide and each bin gets a letter a b c d and i just started every oh, wait just wait every single item out there like a thin wrench that's kind of a one-off wrench that's not part of a set bicycle wrench you mean is that what it would be? yeah i guess my bicycle tools for example they went in bin a i have a spreadsheet there you go and i have excel on the phone so i'd go bicycle tool set bin a right garage there's three columns there's a fourth columns notes right? you, and yeah. he can just punch it up he's got it right there available to him so he doesn't have you just punch it up and what's well, in bin a 
literally, right? He can well, yeah. actually look and go, or, oh, or I you are... can say, you know, like uh, three quarter inch drywall fastener, bingy. It just comes up. He can. Jeez. That's all there. So it's, I'm just going to. It's just crazy. Nobody has their stuff. And Jesse, like you or me, talked about having just a whole drawer full of electronic bits and pieces. You know, the cables and adapters <laughs> and crap that you get. And the product is long since gone, but for whatever reason, you think, I've I got, better hold on to this adapter. I've got three of those drawers. <laughs> yeah. They're just full of crap. And you think, I know there's value in here, but it escapes me completely what it is. And you never go in. RJ doesn't have that. He's got an inventory with a related spreadsheet. Those babies are locked in sync. And yeah, the only thing he doesn't have is a scanner uh, and a barcode on every item in all those. Yeah, I, I've got it here. So I'll give you some examples just, just to give a feel for it. I've got the ODB2 adapter. That's the thing that you can plug in and find out from your car what the actual problem is. Yeah, yeah. I kept Tell for- me what bin that's in right now. <laughs> Next time I'm over, I'm going to boost that. That's in my USB stuff drawer. <laughs> I've got additional hardware for the West Tech 16-inch LED light bar that I installed. Never going to need that. I've got coat hanger wire. You know, when you need a... Oh, I, I know. A coat hanger would do that. Well, I've got the coat hanger already taken apart. Why go up and take another one apart, right? <laughs> Lanyards, carabiners, got a whole box of those. Sandpaper tape, drawer handle, Teflon tape. There's like 500 rows in this thing. And so it's fantastic. I actually do use it all the time. I'm, 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 I'm past the point where I need to update it very often. Every once in a while, you know. You're if definitely you get, past some point. I'll give you that. <laughs> no question about that. If we get, like when we install a new faucet, you know, there's always some leftover hardware that you didn't need, right? So I put a little baggie. Yeah. I put a little sheet of paper saying what it is, and I put it in bin eight well, and put it in the spreadsheet. And in defense of your whole approach, <laughs> I'll just say this. Ladies and gentlemen, he has a two-car garage that actually houses two cars that's pretty unique in north america pretty unique yeah and if you ever hold just stuff if you ever need a learner's license i've got the l for you (laughs) (laughs) well all those bits and pieces from faucets like i think 90 percent of people actually keep those things very few people have the resolve to take brand new bits and pieces even though they know they don't need them and just huck them in the garbage because yeah. they're brand new. They've never been, you know, no. it's, there's something. And you, you can put it somewhere and you will remember that for a period of time. Yeah. But generally you won't. After more than about six months, it's over. Right. That thing ceases to exist. And it just turns into another bit of stuff that you you generalize, develop a generalized belief that it has value. You just don't know what it is. But it has value, so you're not going to huck it out. See, all of my stuff, I figure one day will be a part of a sculpture of some sort. And a little piece of chrome um, bathtub faucet, I think. I can turn that into something in the future if I really want to. And that's why I keep it. It's kind of like a variant on found art. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, yeah. See our new art beside you there, Skin? Yeah, let's have a chat about this because this thing is amazing. I'm just, thinking, I'm, we, just before we go to that, that's pretty novel. See, so he has a specific generalized reason. That isn't the same as everybody else's generalized reason. For keeping stuff. Yeah, everybody else's generalized, it's brand new. I'm sure there will be a use for it. And that's a strong enough belief to keep all that crap. You've got an actual plan, and beside us here we have an actual product of that plan. Well, maybe not that stuff so much, but 
<clears throat> on my bucket list somewhere is I want a little miniature railroad that goes around this whole thing up top. And I figure all the, like goes all, just all the way around. And all the, I would make the little villages and the little stop stations and everything. But I'd make them out of stuff that stuff. I've collected. Wow. Well, a little train in here would really be fun just because there's everything. And I thought for sure you were going to say your intent is to keep your inventory visible to the naked eye at all times. <laughs> there's nothing in any drawer. It's just everywhere around you. Just, That's why it looks like. If I stand here. in here and go around in a circle for enough hours, anything I could ever possibly need will strike my eye sooner or later. <laughs> And yeah, tell us about this thing here that's made on on our right. RJ's just taking a picture of it. It looks like a, it looks like some sort of bird feeder thing, but I don't know if that's what it is. It's fantastic. What it's is it? a, a butterfly bee house. So the butterfly goes in that slot there. Butterflies, they go and they lay their little eggs, and they and the little chrysalis chrysalids or whatever they are hang from. I I have no idea how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Are, I think they all sprout in there and they come out as butterflies. I don't think they come out as little would they come out as little they come out as worms. Little crowded caterpillars? Worms first, yeah. Caterpillars. And the bamboo know, yeah. is for Inchworms. the um single bees. The top one is for the single bees. You know the what are they called? Mason bees, I guess. They they go in the bamboo and they'll go to the end. They they'll if the end is not solid, they'll plug it, lay an egg, they'll plug another little section, lay an egg plug another in one piece of bamboo, right? They'll put like 10 little guys in there. And the other one is just for, I don't know, like the pine cones down there, I think. Bees go, I don't know what they do. And then the S-curves there on the right, yep. that's just uh, that's our next one in progress. And we just that was just our idea. So we just cut those S-curves just yesterday or the day before, I think. So it'll get the same treatment. We're not sure exactly. I sort of thought by putting them opposite like that, that they would turn into little shelves, but it didn't quite work that way. So who knows what that'll turn into. So is there a backing board on the one on the left? No, it's screen at the back. Okay. And there's, uh, there is some screen there, skinny. on the. Is there some on the front? What? Screen. There's no screen on the front, no. is there? No. 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 And then pick up the rock there, skinny? So we're also doing those guys, right? So we've got the drill press and we're... Wow, we're, this is a rock with a hole drilled about three quarters of an inch deep into it. Yeah, and that, that white one has already got the hole drilled in it. And we've got some bigger bits now. So we're we're going whole hog here. You know, they, they put tea lights in those, right? They'll put... You, you cut out a... Yeah, yeah. So it's really... We've got this drill press and it... Gosh darn, it's fun. <laughs> it really is. We just have a riot with it. <laughs> So this is, um, the the company is Eastgate Unincorporated, Incorporated. That's your company. Yeah. Yep. It, we just, it's just EGU, Eastgate Unincorporated is what we call ourselves, and we make stuff like this. Oh, at first I thought you incorporated the unincorporated. Well, that's, if we if we went public with it, that's what we call it. That's what you call it. That's nice. Yeah. And this is, this is my latest. These are just little, uh, well, they're keychains. They're going to be little keychains. I just want to see what you're, oh, wow. Do you like them? Not bad, huh? Not bad. I just, I just dig the wood. That's whatever that is. That this plywood. Stuff, this that plywood-y is plywoody stuff. Yeah. I don't. I got a little collection of it from somewhere, like one inch, but big honking, and it's just fun, fun, fun. I don't even know what I do. That's. I guess all I do. That's are those grinding games on the interweb. That's the only thing I do. 
that's even remotely. And that's just pointless. That's just putting your mind in neutral. These little things you're doing are not putting your mind in neutral at all. All this stuff too, right? Yeah, just coasters. Earrings. Little tchotchkes. Are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to sell it on Amazon? Well, we're going to have a gallery display, of course. Give it away free, but 20 bucks for shipping? Uh, most everything we make is uh, on sale for $1,600. That's our kind of our bottom kind of... The ever. way you said that sounds like my 10% for uh, Bright Ideas. Perhaps exactly like that. Okay. So everything's just... And I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For it to just sell like mad. Okay, good. Good on you. I, I, oh, must Keep your little creative part going. And this stuff, I've already sent one of these out. Big hit. What is this? This is, I'm holding in my hand. Wow. It's just whittled with wow. an X-Acto knife, believe it or not. It's just not exactly. It looks, it has a propeller-like shape, but it's a or just a, a piece of wood that's been whittled and then sanded and polished. It does look like a sort of an offset propeller. Well, that makes one half sense. is a dragonfly wing, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun, right? The rock with a hole looks kind of scary. Like, how do you know it's not going to break the rock? Like when you're drilling? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We apply water, keep it cool. It just sounds like I don't. I. It sounds dangerous to me. Oh, not that one. Some things on the. Especially when I have a rookie who's sort of learning how to use certain power tools. Like all of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your turn. We pulled a router out the other day. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's uh, routers, you know, 5,000 RPM. I know, like I know. And they want to do a little kick just when you start them. And then when uh, they can they can drag when you're, if you're going the wrong way, all of a sudden they're going to, oh, hang on. That's one of those times where you sort of think, I don't know if safety glasses are really enough for this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just not sure. Mind your digits. Yeah. Huh? No, I don't, I just, like this thing, <clears throat> this actually is kind of sculpture I actually thought when you first held it up, I thought it was a propeller of some sort. It's just a piece of wood. It looks like uh, just a piece of wood. Well, so, and this, that would have been probably a two by four or a mm. two by six. No. Two by four. And it's been chopped, like for my fire. And then I realized that there's a, those little branches that are in it. So I just carve around the little branches. You know, it's just like this skinny. Really? This would be a. It, but that's only one, so. Because it looks like a piece of genuine wood that you've carefully. Like, oh, this oh, would oh, oh not a two by four, not a two by four. Yeah, it would have come from. Okay, so it was part of a tree. Yeah, but the first one that I did, which was a big hit, came from a two by four that that I collect to burn from from yeah. construction sites, right? And if you get the pine and it's got those well placed branches, it's just really fun what you can do with them. Also, it's really. Um, Whittling is really meditative and satisfying. I've never really done any of that, mainly because I have no, I lack imagination is what it is. <laughs> well, it's true. Like I just can't, you know, they say, oh, every rock has a sculpture inside it. You just have to see the sculpture. Oh, yeah, yeah, Same yeah. Same with yeah. wood. You know, you have to, I, I just completely lack the imagination to see any of that. But I found that I watch my uh, two shows Back to back, usually every day, I watch Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow, and I don't have to actually watch them, 
right? I can just listen to them. I can kind of do things. And whittling, that's a really good one to do there. Let me tell you, you're going to see some stuff in the future, you guys. You, you just be ready. $1,600. You heard it here first. You know those prices are only going to go up. When this material hits the market, there's only one way those prices are going. So bear that in mind as you listen and your hands po- poised over a check that you're thinking of sending to, you know, the Cancer Society or something like that. <laughs> Or the Children's Relief Fund for the Bahamas. No. Here, $1,600, KJ McNulty. Oh, and, you know, I have relatives who live in North Carolina, and I wonder how they did with... That's my brother, Tim of Durham. Lives in Durham, North North Carolina, Carolina. and I wonder if they had any adventures with Hurricane whatever it was, Bonita or something. I wonder. I need to find out. I feel pretty guilty for having not contacted him up to even now, really. Just to see, did you get any on you? I haven't seen anything in Facebook about it. but I remember last time there was one that was going to land right in the Carolinas, maybe last year, I guess. And I remember tracking where do they live, and they would have the maps that show where the biggest winds are going to be. Yeah. And they were nicely not in those biggest ones. But Durham isn't on the coast, right? No, I don't think so. It's not far from the coast, though. I, I honestly... But, right, it's not, not right on the my, coast. Uh, my geography is very weak. Just very weak. PJ, you got $10 free for the asking, Red Bull? Oh, yeah. You look at that link. Red Bull was given away, apparently. this I put it in there sort of ironically because it was out of Facebook, and I felt that it was likely to have been a scam. Oh, send in this thing. Red Bull will send you $10. Yeah, my butt they will, but... That was only going to last for about as long as what I just said. So now you can take it out of there. Well, it's a class action lawsuit. Oh, these things, I forgot. Yeah, these things come along from time to time. Yes, that was a real thing where they, yeah. So Red Bulls is that stimulating yep, drink. Yep. And apparently a bunch of people at some point, I think around 2010, I can't, I can't remember, Anyway, at some point, a bunch of people probably misused the product to the point where it did some damage. Yes. And have started a class action lawsuit. And I'm pretty sure somewhere back there, Red Bull probably changed some wording on their labeling saying, don't drink this by the bucket, you idiot. Yeah. But until they put that wording on, I think they were legally exposed and somebody's taken advantage of that exposure. And I think Red Bull is buying people out. I think that's what that are with their ten dollar offer. Yeah, I think, so, I think that's what it is. Are you looking at that link right now? Yeah, I mean, there's pretty interesting stuff in here. It, it seems that a lot of people got the impression that if they were drunk, they could just fire back a bunch of Red Bulls, and then that would fix whatever reaction or you know coordination problems that they have. Yeah, because uh, coffee is also super good for that, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, come on, you guys. Uh, so I don't know if Red Bull ever even came close to implying that, but but it did say things like improves your um, alertness and, yeah. and, and motor skills or something like that. It was enough that uh, some people got themselves into some trouble. And are we to think that the $10 would take you off the list if you happen to be on that class action just by the act of doing it or something? You, I'm sure you sign something that uh, relieves Red Bull of all future liability for anything that their product might have done to you. Yeah, I've done. Did you guys do the bread one? No. That was like an easy 25 bucks. We got 50 because, uh, you know, Sue and I each did one, <laughs> right? For what? Oh, well, 
uh, there was some price fixing that happened in the mainstream McGavins and all those kind of. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't. Yeah. yeah, so all you had to do is go on the web, key in your name, and say that oh. I ate bread during that period. And You're of course, my hero, RJ. Oh, how hard is it? It was well, like I just it was know. like five minutes for each of us, and then like three months later, you get a kind of letter, and here's your check for twenty five bucks. How nice. long ago was this? Because I think I remember you talking about this, and I. In, if if I do remember anything, it would be that I resolved to do it and then didn't. I've done them three or four times. <laughs> it's just automatic. Like the moment you get one, like I, I don't drink Red Bull, so I wouldn't do that one. But I mean, yeah. why not? If you drank Red Bull during the time period, whatever yeah. it was. That bread one wasn't that long ago, though. No, that was a couple of years back now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just am the worst guy. I'm the guy that doesn't cancel his subscriptions. I'm the guy that makes one charity donation to something and then never cancels. It just keeps going month after month after month. <laughs> Honestly, honestly. Now there was a thing. Oh, got, yeah. Go ahead. My daughter wants to look into engaging you on her your uh, phone brokering. No, is it? Oh, the uh, your your whole three hour program. The telecom bill. Is yeah. that for the for you your yeah, household? For her. She, for her. She, she has a phone. She has a plan that she is constantly over on because her work requires her to use her phone, and she has limited daytime and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So. We could either make that, I, I guess I should probably ask both of you offline, A, whether it can happen, B, what it would take, and C, whether it makes useful podcast material to report in on the progress of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could be okay. Because she would like, she's paying crazy phone bills every month because oh, she's yeah, got yeah. the wrong plan. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That's, that's I'd do that. I wouldn't charge her, though, because she was a guest. Well, Like the moment that you're a guest, you get waived the fees. <laughs> But just because you're a listener doesn't mean you No, but is everybody hearing that? If you're a guest. Wow. What if you're a guest and you come bringing blandishments to further enhance your position like beer? Yeah. You, know, you show up beer in hand. Or, you know, another thing. There's a Haley, complex formula for how that all works, <laughs> but we don't reveal the formula. That's Otherwise, right. there will be some sandbagging. That's and, right. That's right. Yeah. It, we are tracking it, though. Did you guys see the picture of the in the 1960s when they maybe it was around when they wanted to do a freeway through downtown and they put the highway out in english bay no it goes it almost looks like it goes under the Burrard street bridge goes it's out like a hundred feet out into the water it's a highway and then it turns around and goes smack through stanley park and i don't know if it's if it was to line up with the Lion's Gate or if there was another bridge or something. But I thought, like, thank God they didn't do that. But oh, no you, there's kidding. a picture of it. And you think that that would just mess up that all of English Bay pretty well. Totally. Like, But somebody thought that was a good idea. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure to do that, wasn't there? Well, it's certainly a freeway through downtown somehow, right? I, but I never knew that it was... Out on the water. <laughs> to this day, you get people going, oh, we need more freeways here, you know, and like, boy, we've done well not having those. Yeah, yeah. They're I agree. still tremendous. But the trouble is, eh, like. But I think the viaduct was part of that. Yes. Like it was going to integrate in with a freeway. And then I suppose at the end of the viaduct, it would have bent out around the, where you're saying, like past English Bay, like uh, False Creek, I guess. Yeah, that's right. The viaduct would have maybe gone through False Creek or through Yale Town and then around English Bay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know the specifics. Traffic 
is just an ungodly mess on the North Shore, and it's just going to continue to be that way or worse unless they can do mass transit. Like yeah. another highway or more highway, that's just not going to get it done. No. Mass transit yeah. has to happen. And opposing it because you don't want the riders of mass transit or actually just the fact of ra- rapid transit anywhere where you live is like, really? So everybody in Squamish has to deal with horrible traffic because you won't allow mass transit to come through your neighborhood. Everybody in Whistler can't get up and down because you won't let mass transit through your neighborhood. Were you really, are they really talking about uh, like B lines that go all the way up to Whistler? Uh, rail transit. They're, they're trying oh, to sort rail, out yeah. what they're going to do with. Yeah. Cause once you're out it. that far, it would be like yeah, rail or something. It's getting yeah. through, it's getting through North Vancouver. That's really the problem actually. Yeah. yeah. And you know, if you're driving, it's going to be a problem. And the more people live in those other places that drive, it's just going to be worse. Yeah. Through West Van, you're talking, not, not North no Van. No, North Van, just generally. The whole North Shore, let's say. Oh, has the Inclu- same attitude? No, no. Is is the nexus of the transit problem. Right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. The attitude in West Vancouver, I believe, is one that says, I, I just don't want my neighborhood to change at all, period, ever. Mm-hmm. Even though... It's pretty much inevitable, even though there has been a great deal of change, even, you know, like, even though all those people that I've talked to in the car complain about traffic and, oh, we've just got to do something, but they don't want to do it there. And I don't know, you know, you can't, anyway. Anyway, all of that was... Didn't they buy another sea bus over there? Isn't there like a... Uh, I don't know, they're running every 10 minutes now, so they might have put a third one on. Yeah, I don't Yeah, that's an increase. Yeah, and the C bus has done very well ferrying people. And the B line, geez, I hope the B line makes a big difference, even to the extent it's been done, because is it ever disrupting things now as they get ready for it? Which B line are you referring to? They're running one from Fibs Exchange to Park Royal. Oh, okay. They will run it back and forth along Marine Drive and the lower road just to just to do that back and forth. It was supposed to go further out into West Van, but they just stopped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it ends at Park Royal. Mm. Uh, and that was all those protests. Uh, you know what? I've just suddenly realized mm. it's five o'clock. Let's just move into our outro because that's how we normally do it. We ease into it. We never want you guys to be taken by surprise by the arrival of the end of all things uh, or our podcast, if that's what we want to call it. Does anybody else have anything on their mind? Anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to share with our vast army? Of listeners. Finally, we've arrived at the end of episode 67. Thanks for being with us. We've had a lot of fun, and um, we don't know what is going to happen after this. Probably episode 68, just the same as 67 followed 66. Seems to be a pattern we've established. I don't know. One of these days, I think we should just skip 10, and then we can see how many people. But until we decide to do that, try to keep your own lives in order, because that's important to us. And we'll talk again soon. Uh, Becky will live on. We'll see. We'll see how we do with Becky. Let's see. Okay. Okay, So shall we stop? Let's unbundle. Yeah, let's stop. Let's be done. And we'll unbundle this thing.